0: Could not be prouder to have our program represented with us today by two of its graduates, Cheryl Brown, who is the CEO of Zeal River Technologies. And I also have a graduate from North Alabama, Taliba Bales. She is the founder and CEO of TMB Tax and Financial Services. And they are two of the most incredibly accomplished entrepreneurs that I've met. And I've been so blessed to, to be on the sidelines to be a cheerleader for them and watch their journey, and I want to thank them both for being with us today to share more about themselves, their businesses, and their journeys of Groves, and I'd like to start with the two of you by asking each of you to introduce yourselves and your businesses to our conference attendees. Taliba, would you lead us off, and then Cheryl, would you follow?
1: Of course. Absolutely. Okay. My name is Taliba. As Lisa mentioned, I'm the founder and CEO of TNB Tax and Financial Services, as well as the bankable CEO. And in short, what I do is I help business owners get their financial paperwork in order so that they can become bankable, meaning uh, accomplish their financial goals through tax services, bookkeeping, applying for loans, applying for grants. Um, It's definitely been an incredible journey uh, with Emerging Leaders class, so I'm happy to be here today.
2: Good morning, Cheryl Royals. I am the CEO of Zero River Technologies. We are an information technology company supporting the Department of Defense as well as education services for the state of Alabama. Uh, Pleased to be here today.
0: Wonderful. Thank you both so much. And But how about you? Tell us how you got started as an entrepreneur.
1: Well, I'll pull from family as well. Uh, Cheryl and I definitely have a similar background. I worked for the federal government for 15 years uh, before I left Birmingham, um, pursued my own grown-up life. Uh, parents were small business owners as I grew up. Uh, Mom uh, helped business owners just like I do now. She worked for a firm that actually had a satellite contract with the Minority Business Development Administration. And so she, Texas, she helped business owners understand and navigate the importance of having their financial paperwork in order. And then my father owned an office supply company in downtown Birmingham. So after school, me and my sister and brother, we were either with my in my mom's office or my dad's office supply company. So we truly grew up understanding what grit was all about, you know, understanding um, that uh, the entrepreneurial journey is is not always shiny and bright, <laughs> but uh, really lit a passion and an understanding for me because uh, I knew that uh, that's what I wanted to do. But of course, you know, we have our checklist in life as to what we wanted to do. So after I graduated high school, I chose to go to Fisk University in Nashville, got my bachelor's, went to D.C., got my master's. Uh, I said I wanted to work for the federal government. I wanted to do politics. So I worked on Capitol Hill for three years, and then I worked for the Department of Justice for 12 years and uh, couldn't like just ignore the calling to, to be a full-time entrepreneur. And so uh, I had the opportunity to move back home to Birmingham. Uh, have an extremely uh, strong support system. And I said, now is the time for me to uh, be obedient to what I believe my calling is, and that's genuinely helping others and connecting with others as it relates to the financials of their business. So I stepped into uh, the mold that my parents built for me. Um, and things have been wonderful.
0: Let me ask you a follow-on to that, Taliba. Uh, you know, you obviously have entrepreneurship in your DNA, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, nature versus nurture—you have it in in both nature and in your upbringing, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, there are a lot of, of things that that I know you learned watching your your family members with their companies. And you talked about having that grit, that scrappiness, the hardworking attitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Combining what you've learned in the community, your continuing education and what you learned from your family. Mm -hmm. What are the skills and talents that you've used specifically to achieve results and to grow your business? And and if you would break those down from from a startup business Mm -hmm. to, you know, where you are as as a seasoned entrepreneur now.
1: I think I would start with, you know, learning. How to fail, <laughs> you know. I mean that—that's what I mean by by grit and and understanding that the choice to be an entrepreneur uh, is not an easy choice. It is a choice in which, uh, especially for me, a hundred percent entrepreneur, uh, we say, you know, will be killed. So when you do that, it's a constant refining process, and you have to make sure that your circle of support is pouring into you and not draining you. And so, when life happens and, and 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 you fail, something that you planned you know has now popped up and you don't like it. Um, I've had to learn it and, and and be an expert in in my own business, from the startup phase all the way to where I am now, is to use those failures as opportunities. and so i I really, in speaking with my clients, I say opportunities. Here is an opportunity for us to improve. Uh, That particular event that caused you to to momentarily pause, and so because we're in the space of financials, uh, also includes getting to the point where you are able to be vulnerable with a trusted partner, and that's really going to be at the startup point. It's okay that you don't know the answers to everything. You want to start your business because you're really good at at baking or at selling T-shirts or at whatever that particular passion is that, that uh, now has you, has you have the crown of entrepreneurship, but running the business is often kind of separate. Like we just, you know, really think about that. So you have to be vulnerable and say, I don't know what the heck is going on. And so we get a lot of conversations about, yeah, I don't know how I should be filing this on my taxes. I have a, I have a product, like what sales tax? How do I do it? So, you know, be ready to ask those questions and then, you know, again, just being um, obedient and diligent to your commitment to success to actually implement the advice that people give you to, <laughs> you know, uh, unswaddle the baby, I like to say. So now that you've unswaddled the baby, uh, have their circle of trust, then you want to, you know, take in the the guidance that you're getting and just stick to executing it.
0: I love that. I love that. Absolutely. And because as, as Taliba said, life does happen. And as, as we are, are running our own businesses, I've encountered this myself running businesses. You, you will hit times where you just don't quite know what to do or where you didn't get the contract or where things have arisen, <clears throat> obstacles or what have you, and you have to find a way around them. So what are some lessons you've learned from potholes and how has, has that helped you To overcome and
2: to grow. So the pandemic can be the most challenging time. Uh, How how I've been been able to persevere during those downtimes. I I utilize all the resources available to me to succeed. So uh, for instance, with some of the proposals that I submitted, if I did not win that work, or if I did, or if I submitted a request for information and I did not receive a direct award, I actually reached out to the customer and I asked the question, "What, what is it that you need that I didn't address or why did I lose that particular opportunity? So I've been successful at getting that feedback from the customer in a debrief form and we actually had those casual conversations to help me grow. So the next proposal, I address that simple requirement that I didn't meet from the initial submission. So I was able to readdress some of the issues and win work just based on a conversation, constant communication, and telling me what I did wrong. Uh, say having key listening skills will certainly help you achieve a lot of your goals. So Listening to the customer and addressing their concerns helped me move to that next level. absolutely. And and looking at
0: that, you had asked asked me to clarify the question, whether it was pre-pandemic or during the pandemic. And I know we're focusing a lot on on the new now, the new normal, and, and what we're doing. But can you share with us a little bit about the different stages of your growth and leadership that you've gone through? in your entrepreneurial journey and and how you would describe your leadership style now as you've adapted over over this time period. Yeah. But how about you? What are the stages of growth that you feel that you've gone through? And what have some of your challenges been, you know, regarding, especially during this, this pandemic and the new normal that we're operating under in terms of catalyzing innovation and change within your business?
1: Okay. So during the pandemic, I uh, actually made more, I generated more revenue than I ever had. Uh, that's because I successfully pivoted and met the need uh, most business owners were experiencing, which was helping to navigate through PPP and EIDL and then realizing you don't have your financial paperwork in order, but you're still trying to stay open. So so my firm definitely uh, fit it. But to be honest with you and transparent, um, hair was on fire <laughs> when I was in the Emerging leaders class. And every time we were in our um EO circles, like I I just laid myself on and like, y'all help. I mean, because we were we were scaling and growing and helping and it and my hair was on fire. And so I I I give that transparency. Because uh, there are business owners that are probably on the call right now that feel the same way. Uh, that is, you know, some people will say, oh, well, that's a good problem to have. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, like, yes, there's, 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 you know, plenty of opportunity, like being down your door, uh, you to be uh, able to, as far as clients, for you to be able to work with. But my systems were not there. And so, my like I said, that's what I mean by my hair was on fire. Uh, but fortunately, uh, this uh, mentorship of folks in the program and well as opportunities here locally to partner with organizations, I like in a baseball metaphor, I crossed the safe plate into success, <laughs> you know, shortly before graduating uh urgent leaders class. So I do want to say also when it comes to uh my business and what I believe uh that you know it's always a refining process. And I'm sure that Cheryl will agree with this as well. You know, you could be in the success phase and then in a the takeoff phase, you know, and you know, possibly like a whole bunch of contracts come your way. And then now you're like, oh, you know, it's really about Putting your your action plan on paper, uh, and, and li- literally writing it out. And then again, identifying the resources and the people who can pour into your vision and who will be open and honest with you and stretch you uh, a way in which, after that whole uncomfortable moment, you're then having that clear vision. and you you graduate from working you know, in your business to on your business.
0: So I love that you're being so open and vulnerable in saying, look, my hair was on fire. Yeah. You know, I didn't have my systems in place. I didn't have my my processes, my infrastructure in place. And I think so many entrepreneurs have had that as a challenge over the last couple of years. And it's honestly a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs, whether we were under a pandemic or not. They're busy doing their business as opposed to what I call scaling internally, which is setting up that infrastructure, making sure that you have capacity uh, to do all of the types of things in your business that you need to do, whether it's the financials, the marketing, uh, the customer outreach, any of that kind of stuff. But I love that you admitted how how crazy things were for you, and one of the the things that consistently comes up over and over again is you know, how do we deal with that? How do we how do we balance career when you are the the chief cook bottle washer, visioneer everything for the business? Your personal life, um, your your personal passions that you want to engage in—is there such a thing as balance? And what are some practical applications you can share with our conference attendees?
1: So I believe that it's it's a mindset, you know, that you have to uh, have to establish for survival of yourselves. You know, wake-up call was when I actually contracted COVID, uh, the, the, the the original version. I don't know. It's so many different strengths. And, uh, and I was, it's a horrible experience that I never want anyone to experience at all. Like, I felt like my lung capacity might have been at 20%. Even talking about it, I feel like I can't breathe. And it was pretty, pretty devastating for me because um, at that point, Uh, I just had a smaller team. And so I was not focusing on healing myself because I was so concerned about helping my clients. And to be honest with you, there were a couple of clients that after I healed, I had to fire because I didn't believe that they uh, acknowledged that I was sick. So when I say that you have to get into a mindset of, of, yes, I am serving the community in this capacity of what your business is. But if I'm not around and I'm not healthy, then what? And so I had to learn how to say, when I leave this office or when I close this laptop, I am done for the day. And, you know, that's it. (laughs) Because I know that whatever I have accomplished in that day was my 100% effort. And so, you know, therefore when I say I I am done and it's time to rest cuz I have a, two young girls. Um, and you know, and so it was it's more so like you have to establish those boundaries because when you're serving serving serving, sometimes people just want you to keep serving regardless of the health that you even have. <laughs> so, so yeah, for for me it it was um I had to have some type of balance and I got to I've got to Um, understand that if I don't put myself before my mental health my physical health before you know then then no one can do that like like I can because it's me and so I had to just completely switch switch my mindset Um, they say if
0: if you if you are not healthy enough and well enough to to care for yourself you can't care for other people you care for your business Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for sharing that Um, and thank you for sharing the concept of having had to fire a client, Mm -hmm. because sometimes you do have to take a look at, at what is the cost of the business versus the return on that investment with the client. And I know when we're brand new, starting out with our businesses, we're chasing the checks. Mm -hmm. We're, We're doing whatever we can to get the business. But as you begin to, to build those systems for yourself and to, to, to build up a client base, then you can take a look and go, okay, what is my return on the investment exactly. that I have in my clients? Absolutely. And how about you Taliba? What do you want to, to achieve next for yourself?
1: I have so many things on my list. <laughs> I have so many things on my list. Well, um, so I guess, you know, one of the things that I had written down actually in the strategic growth plan was securing more office space uh, so that I am able to bring in a physical group of folks to work full-time versus remote. And uh, we signed the lease yesterday. So uh, we have new office space now. And uh, I have my mom in my space and uh, her um, taking on some of the uh, profit clients that we work with. Uh, it's been, I mean, it just serves so many purposes. We're expanding. And then I also get to work with my mom and my sister uh, often. So uh, that has definitely been something that I wanted to do. And we we just recently did it.
0: Oh, that is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's fantastic. So I'd like to thank our participants who have come, you know, Taliba and Cheryl, all proud of you. And I'm proud for you. You're two of the hardest working entrepreneurs that I've ever met. And it's again, been a privilege to sit on the sidelines and and kind of be your cheerleader
3: and, and watch your growth uh, over the past years. Um, Your conversations today very candid, very open, very honest. I think for each of the participants, including myself, these are things that we need to hear uh, also along the way. You know, even though I run the Small Business Development Center and I'm constantly working with small businesses that come through my door and I listen about some of the things that I tell them and some things that I myself find that I need to have that accountability checker to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right, because we have a tendency of um, not really minding, I always refer to it, our business and uh, sometimes uh, some, uh, various different things and, and very uniquely women. We have so many different things. Uh, and men do too. I, I say this all the time because I watch my husband as busy as he's on uh, with a, sc- a school teacher and then he comes home and he's also with the National Guard and he goes out and he has to do all the things in the yard work and everything else, still maintain these things. So they have equally just some things that we have um, to do. But children, cooking, work. I was listening to Taliban and, and I said, you know, your story about the accountability checker. So when my kids were smaller and I was running my business, that was mine. Um, son came to me. He said to me one day, he said, mom, you're here with us, but you're not here with us. And it was like a wake up call for me because I really was there, but I was, on the computer all the time and I was still doing something yet and still I'm cooking dinner, um, putting the um, channels on for them to watch, but I wasn't really there with them. So I needed that checker because I needed to have that person, those little bodies tell me that this is my uh, their time and it's about work-life balance. And it's so important for our